What's going on, everybody? Coming up on Guys Talk to Sports, we talk about the NFL, the NBA finals with the Los Angeles Lakers being the champs and what we see going on for the going on for the NBA all season. The drafts, the free agents, the moves. We also talk about the firing, well, not the firing, but the off-season trans the off-season transitions now with the new GM, new coach with the Houston Rockets, Tyron Lou becoming the new head coach of the Clippers. Uh, we're also going to talk about all the things that's going on in the NFL. We talk about Le'Veon Bell now being released from the Jets and now becoming a Kansas City Chief. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about everything that's going on. And we're also going to talk about the historically bad colleges as well. We're going to mention all of that. My co-hosts, Nice and Smooth, <laughs> join me, Al Quarles, Guys Talking Sports. And that begins right now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. Appreciate all the love, support, all the subscriptions. We really do appreciate it. Um, but without, but now we're gonna get right into it. We got a lot to talk about in the world of sports. So, got my co-host with me, Ace and Smooth. What's going on, fellas? How you guys doing today? No, I thought you said nice and smooth. <laughs> ah, I was thinking about that too. <laughs> That's the that's the new that's the new name going forward. The new. Hey, I don't mind you calling me nice, buddy. I don't mind you hey. calling me nice at all. All right, so then that's what I'm going to do. Nice and smooth. All right, so what up, nice? What's going on, man? How you doing? Life <laughs> <laughs> like a phony tail. No, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Everything's good, man. It's Thursday, but you know what? Like you said, it's tons to talk about. Right. It's Thursday, but, but I didn't see any football on. College. They didn't. They didn't play any uh, pro. They uh, postponed it. Moved the game. The Kansas City game that would have been played today is moved to Monday at five. Oh, well, that makes sense. I'm doing well. <laughs> A little tired, but I'm doing well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, but that does kind of make sense when you think about it. Um, um, and the way college football has been going lately, I mean, to be honest, it's progressing. Yeah. Is it? It is progressing, so I, I can't knock that. We can't knock that at all. Yeah. Um, Florida got but, cases. Cincinnati got cases. Uh, who else? Florida and Cincinnati right now, the two big ones. Oh, and Nick Saban. Yeah, Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. That's no bigger than that. <laughs> you, right, you can't right. get no bigger than that. Um, because, I'm to be honest, I'm very curious to see how they're going to handle that, especially in Alabama, what they're going to do. Yeah. When you got nothing but five star players on your on your squad, man, man, you know, just listen to the next coach and just keep doing what you're doing. You should win. Nah, nah. Yeah, it's, it's like the Miami Heat of the old when they got rid of Jimmy Johnson. Well, Jimmy Johnson left. They got a new coach. They just said, "You do you. We'll handle the on field stuff." Exactly. <laughs> right from the doc ESPN documentary, they said, "We'll we'll run it. You just stay over there." <laughs> and they and, and they won. Yeah. <laughs> Stay in your lane. That's all you got to do is stay in your lane. Yep. <laughs> um, but we can continue to talk about that shortly. But for right now, let's finish up on this NBA stuff. Of course, the Lakers are the NBA champs. Um, didn't really feel like a, a, a celebration or a surprise or anything like that. I think a lot of people knew that it was just a matter of time. Um, so let's just finish this up um, in this regards. Uh, were you surprised at all? in regards to how, I mean, unless you unless you guys heard something differently, I think the Lakers fans was the only one that was pretty in tune to this. I don't think anybody else really cared once the Lakers won. Um, so let me get your thoughts on that. And I'm not going to say talk about the debate between the greatest, and I'm not, I'm not even going to go through that. It's irrelevant right now, at least to me. Um, if you want to add that, that's fine. But um, my thing is, is that with, the Lakers now being um, champions. Did you hear any talk about or any celebrations outside of Lakers fans saying, you know, I mean, because to be honest, I didn't really hear anything after they won except for Lakers fans. So um, I just want to get your thoughts on the NBA championship. I mean, at this stage, yeah, let me just get your thoughts. I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment. About, I just want to get your thoughts. Smooth or nice? Which, which, which do you Either or. Nice or smooth. Don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, well, it was anticlimactic, if 
Let me ask if I, I got the pronunciation right to me. Um, I would say this. I was more interested in how everything was going to go with the bubble and was there any going to be any you know rampant cases or was it even unfinished. Um, to me, um, the, the NBA had did a beautiful job of, you know, getting the bubble, getting players to the bubble. You know, there was a whole bunch of, you know, hoopla when it first started about how the cases were starting to just brush fire up in Florida. Should they even go? Some people opted not to go once that started coming off. The food, the hotel living situations. Um, WNBA were able to complete their season and crown a champion. Um, and, of course, the NBA did their thing. For me going in, you know, I think – at least in the West, at least in the Western Conference side, I always thought the Lakers would probably be there. Um, the Clippers never looked right once they got to the bubble. Um, too many people would be going in and out. You was hoping that that was going to be the, the Western Conference finals, but once they lost to Denver, blew that three-point lead, to me, it was almost a foregone conclusion. It was just like didn't matter whether it was going to be, um, you know, the Miami Heat you know, Boston Celtics, whomever. I think once the Clippers got bounced, in my opinion, it was like almost why we finished watching because I think we all knew what the outcome was going to be. Uh, but give it to Jimmy Buckets because he, you know, he balled out for the Heat. I know Ace, you had, you were pretty high on them and you may have been one of the few people that thought they were going to win or actually really had a shot. He gave them two games. He gave them two games. He put them on their back and gave them two games when it was just really him. So if anybody's not a fan of Jimmy Butler before then, you know, you've got to be a fan of him now after the series. But to me, I mean, I really didn't watch the finals too tough. I mean, I didn't even watch really too tough the games they really won. I saw the highlights. Wasn't was a surprise. Anticlimactic. LeBron James. It's his fourth title and his third team. That's nothing to sneeze at. Los Angeles Lakers get their 17th title. Now they're tied with the Boston Celtics. Kudos to Jimmy Buss and the rest of the Lakers organization. Um, you know, this is their time. You know, this is their time. This is their moment to shine. I mean, outside of people in Los Angeles and LeBron James, you know, people that support them, you know, through the thick and thin. It was a great, you know, it was a great day for them and, only people I heard really, you know, kicking up a bunch of fuss. Everybody else was pretty much just like, eh. Uh, well, I will say this. I truly believe that Miami had a shot. Because though you got, L, you know, LeBron and AD, I still thought the Lakers were flawed. And... Jimmy Butler showed you that if he plays an A game by himself with a nice supporting cast that he can pull off the, he can pull off wins. Now, I'm not saying with uh, 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 Drogic and Bam being healthy from game one would have made much of a difference. But I think it would have been a hell of a tighter series going through. It might have went seven. I think LA still might have won it, but it would definitely have went seven because uh, Drogic was averaging about 25 a game. It's hard to replace that when, you know, you're looking at rookies to come in there and really put up what Drogic was doing as a uh, as a season vet. So tip my head to L.A. You know, they did what they had to do. You know, they, they couldn't control who they played. But when they played who they played, they went in and took care of business. So tip their hats to them. They already got them picked to win next year already <laughs> and they ain't played a single game no free agency has been done but they already picked the win next year so uh i have to commend the nba the players association and all those who really sat down and was really smart about the bubble and how they went about with the science and making sure they did everything necessary to track all their players, to make sure that, you know, it kept it COVID-free for those three and a half, four months that they were there. I uh, got to give big props to that. I, you know, I can only hope that other sports would sit there and, and follow their lead 
because as we can see with current sports that are currently playing, that they're having some issues dealing with, with COVID because they can't keep an eye or contain their athletes once they're done with practicing their game. So the NBA did it right. Uh, congratulations to the LA Lakers. Uh, but if we could get some semblance of a regular season where we could sit there and play games at your home arena and you can go to somebody else's arena, then we'll really see the metal that LA is made of if they can really go ahead and repeat because I think Miami just scratched the surface, to be honest. I think I think that entire team, I, I don't know if they're going to keep that entire team, but they got to keep that core intact and they got to keep Hero and they got to keep uh, my other buddy. Uh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. You know, Duncan the, Robinson. Duncan, yes, Duncan Robinson. They got to keep, they got Duncan Robinson, Hero, Drogic, Butler, Bam, and uh, there's somebody else I'm sure I'm missing, but they need to keep that core top six or seven players there. And maybe you, you got to keep Olympic, and you know, you got to keep. Uh, and you just gotta kind of just piece something together. I like that. I like the backup point guard who was the starting point guard, but only got the backup because he had issues coming into the bubble. But I think Miami is a piece away. I don't know who they might pull or what they might. What, Pat Riley always has some sort of ace up his sleeve. So I, I know me. I'm not crowning L.A next year because, you know, the, the West is still going to be tough with Golden State coming back. Denver is going to be hungry because they know they could do it. Utah is right there. Clippers, maybe. <laughs> but there's there's just a lot going on. So look forward to next season, you know. So, again, L.A., good shit. You're lucky. A lot of lucky breaks. A lot of lucky bounces. That's all I got to say. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Am I lying? Am I lying? <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to say this. Uh, first off, kudos to the Lakers for winning the NBA championship. Um, first things first. Kudos to those who didn't get the opportunity to play or now are NBA champions. Um, shout out to Dwight Howard, number one. Uh, for him to come back and did what he had to do, um, to be honest, because a lot of people was writing him off. And then he was able to be, come back and actually get a chip. I'll give him, I'll give credit where credit is due. Um, it wasn't like he was chilling. He, he played, you know, so he was a serviceable big man. Um, so I'm going to give him credit. Um, he did what he was supposed to do. Um, he got his chip. So I'm, I'm going to give people, the Lakers as a team, a credit for winning the chip. If not one person, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not even going to go down that that road. The Lakers as a whole won the championship. So kudos to them for doing it. Kudos to Miami for doing their thing as well, because a lot of people didn't even have them in the finals. So to have them do what they did to beat Milwaukee, to beat Boston, um, kudos to them. Um, for doing what they were supposed to do. Miami did beat Milwaukee, correct? Am I? Yes. Did they? I, I believe they no, did. Celtics beat Miami. Oh, yeah, Celtics, Celtics beat? Yeah. So wait, Philly. They played Philly, right? No, they didn't play Philly. Who did they beat in the second round? Hold up. Now I, I got to go back and check. I know Miami. All right, Miami beat Indiana in that first round. It might have been Milwaukee then. I'm thinking it was Milwaukee. The Celtics took out Philly. Celtics took out Philly. And, and the then Miami took out Celtics. Wait, who played Toronto? No, Celtics took out Toronto. Toronto and the Heat took out the Bucks. Yeah, so it was Bucks. Okay. So kudos to them for getting, you know, they did what, you know, they were supposed to do. Um, so shout outs to them as well. Um Real quick, I thought the NBA, the bubble, I thought was a good idea. Um, overall, I think they did a good job. So kudos to the NBA, kudos to the WNBA for doing what they were supposed to do to finish out the season. Can't yep. knock that. Um, next year is going to be different. 
definitely because the same teams are not going to have the same players. So it's not going to be the same. Uh, so I'm not going to write off on um, the Clippers. Lakers is most likely going to end up being there, even though um, there's already rumors that Rajon Rondo and KCP is opting out of their contracts. AD is going to stay in the Lakers with with LA. So it was only it was only right. Well, well, okay, not to cut you off, but why would those two want to opt out? Um, free agent test free agent market. There's going to be players. Um, it's not going to be the same team. There's going to be players that's going to actually leave throughout the you know the teams that they have. So I'm not going to reserve judgment on who's going to have the best team until after free agency in the draft. But like you said. Ace, the West is still going to be packed, so right. you can't knock it so that the Lakers is going to automatically make it back to the finals. It's going to be a harder role for them because there's going to be much more teams getting better. Ooh, ooh, and also not to cut you off, shout out to Dwight Howard. That's all. <laughs> Even though he did yeah. give him a shout out. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I really like. I saw his message um, when he won, and truth be told, he was right because a lot of teams was writing him off, like. With this, his episode, with his story in Houston, Atlanta, you know, before it ended up going Washington, before even up going back to LA. I mean, I, 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 it was, it was a good story for him. A yeah. good story from that perspective. Um, everybody else, you know, the team did what they were supposed to do as a team overall. Bottom line. So um, now, with that being said, NBA season is going to look completely different. I'm interested to see how they're going to handle it now, like you said, Ace, with the teams going back to their respective um, cities and how they're going to handle that going forward. Um, most likely, they're going to follow the same model as the NFL. Um, I would not be surprised um, if they don't do anything different. I think the bubble experiment was done, and now they're moving on past that and they're going to open it back up as an actual NBA season. So um, maybe short and it's going to start different, you know, shorter down, I mean, down the road. So it's going to be condensed. Um, but for overall, I think that they're just going to follow that same model as all the other sports that are going forward. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the bubble only worked because you, you didn't have all the teams in it. You basically had the playoff teams plus a few, and that was a much more smaller number to manage, I think, going forward. It went, like you said, Major League's been going from city to city playing. Um, NFL only only do it once a um, you know once a week, but they'll follow the model of Major League's. They've been able to have a season and go, you know, from city to city. And I think the NBA, I think we'll get you're going to get games in NBA stadiums next season whenever the season starts. And most people think it's not going to start this year. It's probably going to get pushed to was going to get pushed to next year, just depending on when they're going to start it. But um, yeah, we're going to get now fans in this fans in the stadium is going to be a different question. Um, it might be probably going to be like how football is. Some may, some may not. But I think next season we will have games in actual stadiums. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it's it's, it's going it, to it's just like I said, NFL is doing it. At this stage, and you know, in, in case of some minor setbacks, they can always push the postpone the games to a couple of days down the road or something like that, or come back and revisit the next game. So I don't see it. Um, if anything, I don't see this being a, a big issue. Um, I think that they have a plan in place, and I think they're just going to execute it for next season. So, but I do agree with you, Ace. Uh, as far as the the, the West. West concern, I think. Well, it depends on what it's going to look like <laughs> come next season because we don't know what's going to happen in, in, in um, Houston. They may blow it up. They may not. I mean, with the coach and the GM going, I think everybody's at risk at this particular point. Um, the Clippers, we'll see what Ty Lue does. I think they'll probably bring back that same team, probably tweak a few players. Um, the big question is going to be what is Golden State going to look like? Um, because you know what Denver's going to be and you know what the Jazz is going to be. San Antonio, I'm really not sure. But Golden State, you know, I did hear somebody say that that Golden State may trade that second pick. And a person that they were talking about that they might look to trade, depending on, you know, the needs of a certain team, could be the Philadelphia 76ers. Well, indeed. Probably the the Sixers probably wouldn't go for it because I don't. There's 
I don't think there's anybody in a draft that really is knocking people's socks off like they're, you know, like a LeBron or a D-Wade, that kind of class where people are tripping over themselves to get to the top of the list. But so I threw it after that, you know, Golden State could trade the second pick, maybe throw an Andrew Wiggins to get an Embiid. Because the Golden State Warriors, as presently constructed right now, will have a hard time with AD. They don't really have an answer for him. So Embiid going there might help, not completely take him out, but it might kind of help big for big kind of cancel some things. I I just can't see Embiid trying to uh, sacrifice his game. To be, he wants a third, to, to be the third option on the team. Yeah, he wants to be Paul McCartney and John Lennon. He doesn't want to be the fourth Beatle. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> However, if he was, that wouldn't actually that might not be a bad look if he was able to commit to the you know the Warrior style of basketball. But why would they even think about? I mean, that has to be Philadelphia's thinking because the Warriors don't need to do that. The Warriors. They, Warriors can easily do that in the draft. No. The Warriors can easily do Yes. The Warriors can easily do that with Wiseman. Wiseman is the watered-down version, to be honest, of Embiid. No. no. I'm not saying – what I'm saying is is that he has the skill set to do everything that Embiid does. He, he has – it's not on a level of Embiid. Don't get me wrong. What I'm saying is is that he has the potential to do those things. He has the same size. He has the same – I wouldn't say he has the same from a defensive side of things. The, the offense maybe needs a little bit more work to constrict to the Warriors' offense. But overall, he's no different than Embiid. I mean, basically, he's a back-down player. Um, which is, I mean, Embiid doesn't like to be outside the paint. So why you would you mean inside the paint? Or I mean, outside? no outside. No, he wait. He he loves to shoot threes, but the thing is, they don't want him to shoot threes. They don't need them to shoot threes. Like the Warriors need somebody to be down low. Bottom line, like they don't need him to be shooting threes outside when they got Steph and and Clay. Well, hold up, hold up. So just to take a step back. Mm-hmm. Are we under the assumption that Draymond can't handle AD? Mm, not. He's AD showed his ass in this playoffs. I give him that. Now the finals, he was a little quiet, <laughs> but up to that point, he was actually playing. He was balling pretty good. I mean, um, he has Draymond has in the past been able to, but I don't know. I don't know. But Draymond's only been with the league for seven years? The same as AD? They came out in the same draft, or he might be a year older? I don't know. I'll double check. Yeah. Because this is coming up to this season. I think this is AD's uh, ninth season because he spent seven years in New Orleans and this season with LA, so he's going into year nine. And I guess the only difference is with Draymond versus uh, AD is that uh, AD came out with after one year of college versus Draymond might have spent like two or three years at Michigan State. Probably. But I think from a defensive standpoint, he can definitely give AD some problems depending on how the game plays. But offensively, he can't match the same numbers that AD does. Yeah, but then from an offensive standpoint, not too many people can do it what uh, Draymond could do as far as running the floor, be a facilitator. He can still get you some points. He can still knock down some trays. He may not be able to put up 30 every night, but in Draymond's case, you don't need to. You got two of the most prolific type damn near shooters in the game. That's true. But then you're, then they'll be going back to, and this all depends on what team looks like because then they're going to be They'll be go. They'll be Golden State 1.0, which is more small ball. Before they got Golden State with Kevin Durant 2.0, which was a little bit more bigger ball. And they had a pure shooter in KD. Yeah, pure shooter. Now that Golden State Warriors team of last year, in my opinion, I think would 
can beat would have beat this um, Los Angeles Lakers team this year. And you know who else we're not counting? And uh, and not because he hasn't really he hasn't really done much offensively, but uh, Looney. I think Looney was only in year three with Golden State. Could be. You know, maybe I think but, think year three. But I kind of I kind of well I guess with all my little incoherent statements is I guess I'm agreeing with Al. I think it'd be foolish for Golden State to trade the number two pick when you could pick up a Wiseman and have him come off the bench and be that dude to learn the you know Draymond can teach him all the dirty tricks and all that good shit and and maybe Golden State just bringing a coach who can sit there and teach. Wiseman, how to, to be that that post player? I mean, to be, really be in college. To be honest, you could turn him into that Andrew Bogut of the first year when the Warriors <laughs> won, and do it that way. Like yeah, they the rebounding machine, and be just be the rebounding machine. Right. Um, with him and Draymond, and then you got Wiggins if they keep him with Clay and um and Steph. That's, like I said, that's, it's a pretty yeah. formidable team. Yeah, it all depends on what happens with free agency and who who goes where and, and, and what they're looking for. I mean, the injuries, at least with Steph, I mean, hopefully he's back to exactly or close to what he was. It's a question of are you ready to win now or do you want to get someone like, let's say, they, they get the second pick, somebody that might not be able to immediately contribute to the, to the squad but might be more of a two, three years down the road before he can contribute. I'm, I'm to be honest with you. I'm not gonna. I'm, if they get the number two pick, if if it is Wiseman, he will contribute immediately. I I, I have no. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. If they get Wiseman, I will believe that they will be one of the top four or five teams in the play. I mean, in the, in the Western Conference. If Maybe. they're if they're all healthy. Maybe and and, and, I, and I'm I'm I don't know. We'll, we'll see because I've I've seen some of his games and I'm like. Having potential and then being coming into the NBA and hit the ground running is entirely two different things. True. But then, and then I I have to say, I can't say that because it all depends on what happens with draft and free agency. So they could keep the pick, I mean, or or they could trade it if if they, if they catch a good deal with, I mean, Embiid, I don't think the Sixers would do it. Yeah, I don't either. But if they were able to, um, if they really, um, I guess, you know, if they really, Find somebody out there that can trade number two pick. Who knows? Yeah. But let me let me ask this. This this may seem like a crazy question, but do you think Golden State regrets not keeping D'Lo? Could have had him at the point, Steph at the two, Clay at the three, Raymond at the four, and Wiseman at the five coming into this year. I don't think so because I think they're on offensive whether they're going to keep him anyway. He seemed more like a transition piece to get somebody else. Okay. But I'll just smile and I'll just No, nah, to be honest, I didn't hear the question. I'm sorry. Oh, um, I, was no. <laughs> I said, do you think Golden State will ever regret trading Delo? Oh, no. 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 I think that yeah, I agree with smooth on this one. They, I don't think they regret that. Um, it, it was, it was unfortunate, but him going to go to state was just not for him. I mean, you, D'Lo is that dude that he needs to be starting. Bottom line, and it wasn't going to work with D'Lo, Clay, and Steph. There's not enough to go around. Um, even though D'Lo tried to, in, 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 he tried, you know, D'Lo was humble enough to say, you know what, whatever, you know, Long's, I don't mind doing whatever is necessary to make it work. Um, but at the act, in the end, it wasn't, it wasn't beneficial for him. Um, but, but how would it be not so beneficial for him when you had a uh, Steph Clay and KD? Because when you think about it, now they, the Warriors, ended up trading D'Lo to get a piece that they need at the three. Wiggins was the available piece that they need because the one and two was already locked up. It didn't make sense to keep D'Lo at that stage if, I mean, you're right. You could have moved Clay at the three, but if his footing is at the two, 
mm-hmm. and Steph and Clay like incorporating. They needed a slasher. They didn't need another shooter. You know what I'm saying? So all that did was now you opened up. You still got your two greatest shooters. Now they need a slasher. That's why the Wiggins for D'Lo trade kind of made sense because mm-hmm. D'Lo would have provided them the point guard that they need in Minnesota. Warriors got Wiggins who provided as a slasher. They don't need him to be a shooter. He was trying to be a shooter in Minnesota, but they don't need him to do that. They can, He could be a slasher. He could be a defensive um, small forward. He could do that and play that rotation and still be effective. So I think that it was the best suitable case for a round. I don't think the Warriors regret trading D'Lo. I think that in the end, they got what they needed in a star return in, in Wiggins a future star. Well, not say a future star, but I think it was the same like star power from D'Lo to Wiggins at this stage. Okay. True, true. Oh, 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 oh. So we we kind of minutely t- uh, touched on the whole Houston Rockets new coach, new GM thing. Mm-hmm. Word on the streets is uh, nobody's safe over there. <laughs> but I saw something on ESPN earlier where the Knicks would be interested in uh, in Russ if he were becoming available via trade. Now, like, what would the Knicks have to give up to get Russ? Like, their entire roster and then a couple of staffs, st- staff people and the uh, <laughs> trainer? <laughs> you know, because they ain't got much to give. And they'd be foolish as hell to sit there and give up whatever draft picks they got because I'm sure they ain't got none. <laughs> But they ain't, well, they, they don't pick in the top five in this year's draft. They're like what ten or seven somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. There may be. If I would, if if that's a big if if. The only team, the only few people. Oh, if R.J. Barrett, Kevin Knox, and maybe Dennis Smith Jr. If those were not, if those were available, all three of them in a package trade with Russ, I may consider it. I don't think they're gonna give off Barrett, but I think they'll. I think they'll give up. Uh, give up Knox. Yeah, well, without question, they'll give up Knox. And, uh, I can see that. Who's other? Uh, who's other? Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, I can see them passing off Dennis Smith Jr. and Knox. And a future first round draft pick for Russ. Yeah, they don't have anybody on the Knicks squad that's t- taking up a big salary anyway. I mean, I think they're actually um, sorry. Are, are they I'm, under the cap? Sorry, I'm, I have to include Mitchell Robinson in that too. <laughs> Damn, I would have to include Mitchell you're Robinson. Away to, you're giving away the farm plus the goat. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying like, well, because Mitchell Robinson's still on that rookie contract, but I would want Rich. I would want Mitchell Robinson. I'll, Knox, Dennis Smith Jr. would probably be serviceable. That would be serviceable. And a pick, a couple of picks. Yeah, they still would want a pick. Yeah, a couple of picks would be serviceable for Russ. It ain't much there for Russ, so you got to get him some help. And it's, it's. Well, you got RJ Barrett. And what, what position does he play anyway? The three? He's shooting guard. And what's Russ, the point? If you want to yeah. call him that? <laughs> Russ is just about damn anything you you know whatever. He's like he's he, he's like he's like a he's like a two in a one body. Um, right, just give me the ball. In other words, <laughs> but I think I think they're right. I think once you get the coach going, the GM going, I think the GM was going before the season really got going. <laughs> I think sure. they just let it let it all play it out. Look, the small ball didn't work. Um, Harden, as good as he is, he'll sell some tickets. He just, he's not that dude that's going to get you to the hump. He's not that Jimmy Butler dude. Well, I think they're realizing that at this stage. And if they want to move forward and win championships, um, it's not going to, it's not going to be with Harden as your main dude. Hold on, hold on. Now, let me, let me backtrack. I'm not saying that Harden couldn't be a Jimmy Butler, but we have to give props to we got to give props to Riley in Miami for going out there and getting them rookie shooters. Because if they didn't have them shooters, I don't think we talking about Miami anything right about now. 
So they got lucky with those shooters. It's just a matter of Houston outside of Harden don't have any real consistent shooters. Yeah. I, I, I can go all day about Harden, but I'm not. And <laughs> to me, it ain't the shooting. It's nah, the man. Because they had good teams, teams way better than that Miami team that they got right now. And like I said, I don't go there, but go there, man. It ain't go there, man. it ain't the shooter's demand. And it's the man that runs that team. And I say it once before, you had to let you had to go to State Warriors dead to rights in your own home building, and the man disappeared. And that's not the first time. That's <clears throat> multiple we, we, times. Are we talking about uh three one? Were they up three one, Houston? Oh no, on uh Golden State that one year? And I don't know if they were three one, but they had them game. There was had them game seven in their building. This was the time for you to close them off. The Golden State Warriors had been playing real sketchy up to that point. You had them there, and you just went ice cold and disappeared. Oh, and Chris, that's the game. Chris Paul got hurt. Yeah, he got he yes. got hurt the yes. game. Yes, yes. Six, he game, got six. game seven and game, game seven six. Right. Yeah. Right. He tried to play game seven. He couldn't go. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, they're going to blame the fact that it was Chris Paul. Yeah, but that's not the first time. <laughs> but, uh, oh, oh, speaking of which, still kudos to the Chris Paul for so improving again. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, to be honest, the small ball doesn't work for it at this particular stage. Um, they needed some rebounding. Houston did. Um, Clint Capella, once he, got, he left, it wasn't the same defensively. Um, they can no. try and mirror it as much as they want, but once 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 they traded Clint Capella, or if he left on his own, I'm not remember. Um, but once he left, that was it. That was it. They were not the same. Capella end up anywhere. Atlanta. He's in the abyss. Um, yeah, he was in Atlanta. Um, I don't know. I, I think I don't know if he's a free agent or not. But I digress. Um, like you said, with them now starting over, rebuild mode, so to speak, um, I don't think that they did. I, I see that them being expendable, but I don't see Russ and Harden, to be honest, I don't see them going anywhere. I think Harden still got too much pull um, at this stage. Now, if they do, or if they do end up do, do being traded, that's going to be interesting because then they are in full rebuild mode, but I don't think they're going to be in rebuild mode. I think that they're just going to, um, uh, do some things here and there, but overall, I think Houston is going to be right back where they were. But if the results are the same, you know, next upcoming season as they were this past season, then I think, you know, I, I will say this. Every, if, I, I'm sorry, I will say this though. If they don't get a big man or a couple of big men, um, that offense is not going to be the same without Dan Tony. They might as well just write the ship and let it go. Um, they need that offense for the smaller guys that they need that offense to work. If you're not, if you, if D'Antoni now moved on, you need to get some big pieces in play for whoever is the coach that is going to be coaching the Houston Rockets. You cannot play small ball again without D'Antoni's system, because if you try to do that, you're not going to make it even in the playoffs. I don't care if you have Russell or Hart. That was only confined for D'Antoni's system only. So, First, I'd like to say shout out to, congrats to Ty Lue getting that Clippers gig and Chauncey Billups being one of the assistant coaches for Clips. But now going back to Houston, because I know he was in the running to become possibly the head coach for Houston. But they say now the leader is possibly Van Gundy, Jeff, Jeff Van Gundy. I've been always looking forward to hoping that he would get another head coaching gig after he left New York. He went to New York and he went to Houston after that, right? I believe so. And now they're talking about circling back to him. Ah, you're right. I think they need to find a big. And there are some serviceable bigs out there. I think they can... I don't think, you know, honestly, I think they can go back and get the big that's, that you just said is in Atlanta. Because I don't hear his name being talked about over there. Capella. I don't hear his name being talked about in Atlanta when you got Trey. Nah, I have one person in mind. 
um, someone who has been out for a while and is on the verge of coming back rehab-wise. Um, that would be an interesting possibility. And you're not, I think, talking, about, you're not yes. talking about family, are you? Huh? You're not talking about family, are you? Who? He's not. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a layup. I'm sorry. That was just that was a layup. That was, too easy. That was a layup. Yeah. The Marcus Cousins? That's yes. you talking about? That's exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. Mm. yeah, right. Yeah, when he said that, I was like, oh, interesting. Because I know he has a chip. And that's my that's my point. It's not about I I mean, he's what I'm saying is you can kick the tires at this stage. I, I mean, and what do you got to lose? I mean, you have Harden, you have Russ up in the front court, you have a def defense anchor with Boogie in the background. We, even though they, he won't be this, he might not be the same Boogie as he was back in the day. But I'm just saying, he'll be serviceable. Um, Come, he can be on, he'll be on the cheap too, <laughs> and be on the cheap too, and be on the show and prove a contract. So they. I think this bottom line, this season is going to be at a point where there's going to be some changes. Um, we can't, you know, we don't know what's going to happen, but bottom line is, is that this is going to be an interesting take of the NBA off season um, with the draft coming up um, with the free agents, um, free agency starting off and whatever trades that's going to happen before the next NBA season starts. So it's going to look interesting. Um, there's going to be some, some talks, but overall, it's just part of the game of the off season. Something to look forward to. Oh yeah. So, um, so with that being said, let's move on to. I mean, because we could talk more about the hires, um, the firings, and all this stuff in the NBA. But the NBA is now over with. So let's just push that out the way for now. So let's let's just move that out the way and let's talk about the NFL. Ah, uh, NFL. So much to go on, but the very the news of the day, <laughs> the news of the day, um, Le'Veon Bell, uh, who was released by the New York Jets, has now signed with the Kansas City Chief on a, Chiefs on a one-year deal. So I need to get your thoughts on now is the Jets now solidifying themselves as the worst team in the NFL? Because I know we was talking about the battle between the New York teams, Ace. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, in that regard. So did the Jets now solidify themselves as the worst team in the New York sports um, area at this stage, the metropolitan area? So I'll let you go first, Nice, because I know you. we was talking about this before. Oh, man. Well, shit, they didn't have to do too much to be considered the worst, but <laughs> this, this help solidifies them as being the worst. <laughs> Staying there, uh, I don't know which is worse: Le'Veon Bell not really producing what they thought, or is it just a, a gase? This dude that much of a toxic coach that anywhere he goes is just just horrible. God, that dude is just horrible. I mean, he could probably. You could probably pick plays off of Madden to get better results than what the hell he doing. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, uh, you know what? I ain't even going front. Le'Veon, congrats to you, buddy. You got out. You got the hell up out of Dodge. You said the hell with this. And what makes matters, well, makes matters worse for the Jets, but it's great for Le'Veon. He already collected his guaranteed money, and the Jets is still on the hook for eight and a half this year. And it was worded in his contract that the contract that he signs with his new team, that money doesn't get deducted. So the new team got to sit there and pay him whatever it is his new contract is. And I'm sure Kansas City got him on the cheap, probably like a million or two. So that man done came up big time. <laughs> I mean, I ain't mad at Le'Veon at all. And I guess that's why he put it in there to have that no trade clause. So that he can get that, that, little, extra, that little extra boost of revenue. The dude is smart. Now, let's just see how Kansas City incorporates him in their offense. And if they could manage, to, if he could be that Kareem Hunt role that they're they're sorely lacking, damn. <laughs> I feel sorry for defenses going against Kansas City. 
Uh, yeah, I first want to say shout outs to uh, Le'Veon Bell's agent because he's the real MVP at this particular point and making sure man got all of his money. Um, but look, it, it, that was it was a bad match for the Jets to begin with. I think at you know the old GM wanted to bring him in. Adam Gates didn't necessarily want him, so once you got him there, that was already a bad situation there. Gates' coaching tenure with the Jets has been tenuous at best. Um, so we'll see what's going to happen. Like you said, they have to really do too much to be the worst, you know, team in New York metropolitan area. But I think it's a toss up, actually, um, <laughs> even though even though the, the Giants did look. Well, it could be the Giants offense looking like if it started to click or was the Dallas Cowboys defense that bad? I think it was a combination of two. Um, but um to the Chiefs, that's actually not a bad look. I mean, so that will put him, um, I guess he'll be like the backup behind the, the new kid um, from Ellis from LSU. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's not a bad look. That's a good place. I mean, you're going to a team that's winning. They need some running because um, Patrick Mahomes looked like he's beginning touched a little bit too much. So <laughs> take some heat off of him. Um, you get another durable back that can catch, but – Damn it. I don't know. We'll see what happens when he goes to Kansas City because the one thing that's been happening is it's been a bad narrative for when he was with Pittsburgh. Then he goes to the Jets. Now he's going to Kansas City. You know, if you start getting some bad vibes from Kansas City, then is it the narrative that people are saying is one thing or is it really the man? So we're about to find out. So, but if anybody can work some, um, make some wine out of water. I'll say Andy Reid could probably do it. I'd like to see them going to Buffalo, though. But I ain't going to lie. I think young up-and-coming quarterback, young star, the young players there, they're probably just a piece away, a running back piece away from being – I mean, they're good now. They're decent. But I think they would have been really something with uh, Le'Veon there, especially with the type of patient running that he has. I guess we'll never know unless I play Madden. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be the only place, the only time you will know. Um, no, I agree with you guys. Um, I think that the only reason why I'm going to give this one a break, because um, like you said, Smooth, like the history of Le'Veon Bell is not that great. Um, but I'm going to give this one the benefit of the doubt, reason being because the Jets management is just that bad. So... Um, at this stage, I think that the, this, yeah, there's no, <laughs> there's no even debate about it, about the Jets solidify themselves as the worst right now. When you have fans right now, don't want nothing to do, want Gates going, want management going at this stage um, because of the way things are. There is no, no there is, there's no umph from the Jets at this stage. There's no offense. There's no defense at this stage. And it's not even like excitement. At least with the Giants, you'll get that momentum built. Um, like Daniel Jones will do, you know, will run plays where you start to see them marching down the field. There's a little bit of spark there. You don't see that with the Jets at this stage. Um, and fans are really crying for Gaze to be gone. Like they are at a point where, like they are yelling at the TV for the coach to be gone. So, I think that at this stage, with Bell being where he was, it was, like you said, Smooth, it wasn't a, a, a good fit for it from the jump. And it was just a matter of time before it was just going to dissolve. And I, like I said before, I give Bell the benefit of the doubt here because it was never a good match to begin with. So it's best that they went separate ways. The Jets are still going to be in a position where they are right now, and they're not going to do anything to benefit off of that. Bell has a position where he's now with a winning team, and if done right, um, can be an integral part to that. So, Hey, man, Jets got everything to be happy about because they got Flacco as they start. <laughs> Like if that's the only thing that they need to be happy about, that alone is the that right there solidifies where the Jets are right now. They're they're below dung. <laughs> Thank you for Thank you for Trevor, aka Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? They might be tanking for a uh, 
for for a duet. They may be tanking for Trevor and they might be tanking for Dabo. <laughs> so you think that whoa, whoa, whoa. so are you saying that you think that Gaze is gonna still be coaching to the end of the season? I think they'll be if it, if they're already if they're shitty now, it makes no sense to makes no sense to get rid of them because they might actually get good. Just let them ride, of course. But, then, well, whoa, but didn't the head coach um already get fired after an 0-4 start? I forgot that team. Oh yeah, Houston. Houston, yeah. And Houston so, and um and um and um Atlanta. Yeah. And Atlanta, Atlanta, yeah. Exactly. So what's to say that Gates won't be next? Because Houston and Atlanta got talent. <laughs> 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 that team got shit. <laughs> what little talent they had, they gave away. Let walk. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Shit. So let's let Gase just run his course. Gase is, he's a, he's a what do they call this? The lame duck? Yeah, he's a lame yeah. duck. You know, he's going to he's gonna get fired at the end of the year. Quiet, you know, and fucking quietly, whatever, I don't know. He's going to get fired, and then the Jets are going to probably try to learn uh, your, uh, uh, lure D- uh, Dabo out of uh, Clemson. And then, not to go not to flip it to college, but the, the defensive coordinator for Clemson, Brent Venables, has been kind of speaking out loud that he wants a head coaching gig. A marriage made in heaven. Just oh, for, hope, for, hope for Dabble or for the uh, defensive coordinator? Uh, the Venables is the, uh, the defensive coordinator. If the Jets can lo- if the Jets can get Sunshine and Naked Lord Dabo, Venables just turns around and becomes the head coach for Clemson. I, if, if I'm Dabble Sweeney, I wouldn't leave. Why not? What you got to lose? You got your quarterback? Why uh, Why go to that cesspool of the Jets? Why go to the revolving door of the NFL when you're nice and comfortable where you're at? Okay, why Why would Rule, Matt Rule, leave Baylor when he just led them to 11-2 uh, New York's six-day bowl, bowl win to go turn around and, uh, and uh, coach Carolina? I tell you why, because he didn't win a national championship. <laughs> he was close. <laughs> he just had to win. Like I said, he ain't won a national championship, and his teams are always back in the running. Why are you going to leave a nice, good gig where you have complete autonomy, and the fan base loves you to go to any NFL organization? Let's just say, hypothetically speaking, the Jets, where if you come in there and you don't look good then they're already calling for your next thing. Oh, he should have stayed in college. Why did you have to college, you know, coach? They can't do it, yada, yada, yada. If I'm Dabble, I'm sticking. I'm staying where I'm at. You see, Nick Saban ain't, ain't, ain't pulling up stakes out of Alabama. I'll <laughs> retire where I am right now at that stage. The, 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 coach, the coach from um, Oklahoma, I mean, he ain't won national championship, but he ain't leaving. But if you want to say Nick Saban, you got to remember Nick Saban left LSU after winning the national championship, to go, go coach Miami. He realized after a year and a half, he was in over, in over his head, and ended up in ended up in Alabama. And he ain't going back. Exactly. He tried, and that was a, and that was that was a bad investment. But he was like, he was like, my fault. <laughs> he was like, my bad. I I I I I was in over my head. <laughs> but I mean, but as a coach. If you're if you're a coach and you're a, a, a winningest college football coach, your goal is to end up being a head coach in NFLs, or at least for some, not all. I was about to say, yeah, it's, I was it's about for to say some. for some. I some. mean, some because a lot of college coaches are getting more press and maybe get more money than some NFL coaches. Exactly, and it's the tenure of it. Like at the end of the day, you your your longevity at in the college level is there, like. In the NFL, you have one or two bad seasons. You're not going to be you're you're in the hot seat. So I agree. I agree. I mean, look at Chip Kelly. Look what he did at Fort Philly mm-hmm. with the San Fran, and he's still landing on his feet at UCLA. Shaky <laughs> so, as it is. Yeah, shaky as it is. Exactly. True, true. But they, at least they're going to give him his five years. <laughs> and then and, and, and plus he learned his lesson. He's like, yo, I'm not trying to go back up to the NFL when I got my security over here for these next I five agree. years. I yeah. agree. I agree. I agree. I mean, yeah, as much as you know, you know it's better than us, you know, Ace as, as unforgiving as some areas of college football can be, they are it's it's 
far worse in the NFL. Oh, yeah. You know what the NFL stands for, not for long. <laughs> not wrong if you keep coaching like that. <laughs> yeah. Coaching, players, GM, it don't matter. <laughs> and trust me, if Matt Rule doesn't do good in um, Carolina, he's going to be right back, <laughs> right back in college football. Yep. Some college is going to pick him right back up. And oh, then yeah, he's yeah. going to dig just like that. But exactly. so far, so good in Carolina. I mean, he's not. They're in first place. True. True. Yeah. Despite oh. circumstances. <laughs> Oh, side note, because I forgot to mention that. Shout out to Deion Sanders. Yes. Jackson becoming State. the head coach at Jackson State. Um, and, and has a hell of a coaching staff. You seen his coaches there? Uh, it was a, it's, it's a who's who. T.O. <laughs> <laughs> is wide receiver coach. <laughs> Yo, I, I, I will say this. It's a long time in the, in, in the running. And to be honest, I'm surprised that this hasn't happened sooner. When you think about it, like I could like former NFL players. Now I get the money aspect of it, but former NFL players um, contributing back to like HBCUs, like as coaches. To be honest, I'm surprised HBCUs hasn't reached out to former NFL players to get that aspect of it to at least have you know because um, it was a good it's a good thing all around because Jackson State now has the news because. People are going to want to see how he's doing coaching the football team. Mm -hmm. So it's a win-win all around. I'm surprised that there's not a lot of other coaches, I mean, a lot of HBCUs out there doing the same thing. Trust me, ESPN is going to be all over Dion next season. I guarantee you Jackson State will have one or two games on ESPN. Easy next season. And I, I agree. I You would think there would be more uh, previous uh, players in the NFL going back to coach. But I think they have to put – I think a couple things have to happen. One, they have to have to love the coach. True, true. And they got to have to love to recruit. True, true. Then they got to check their ego at the door as far as money is concerned because they know they ain't going to get paid like all these other coaches out there. Because, you know, the, the black coach – you know, the black schools ain't going to sit there and play, pay their head coaches probably hundred grand. 150, grand, something like that. Assistant coaches only making like 50, 60, 60,000. You know, you ain't you ain't eating off of this. You live in a meager ass life just like you and me. So if they can check that ego and check their love for coaching, and then they really just want to get back to black, you know, HBCUs, it's a match made in heaven. If they get enough coaches like that, I guarantee that uh, some of those schools might get inclusive type of invites to higher conferences. Not saying they're going to jump the boat and go straight to P5, but I guarantee they're group of five. They're G5 uh, schools now, but no, one double A because they, they are part of the tournament. But I guarantee yeah. if the Jackson State can pull in more high, uh, more high profile players and they start kicking some of these schools' ass, you could see like a Big Sky Conference or the Sun Belt Conference or somebody else saying, uh, Jackson State, you want to come over here? Because now Dion is in a bigger conference. It's going to bring more spotlight. And plus, a lot of those schools are already doing it. I think uh, some of the uh, the MEAC schools are leaving the MEAC to go to some of these bigger conferences that are not HBC, uh, not all black conferences because they're getting some more money, more money out to do. Well, that doesn't okay. All right. Well, oh, I understand, but I don't understand. Um, because at the end of the day, like, if you're really, I, but why leave them? Why would some HBCUs leave the, their conferences respectively? Just, I mean, I get the money aspect of it, but it would be beneficial to help. Like, I just, how can I say this? I, I think I understand what you're trying to say. Uh, but the bottom line is it's just the money. Do you think Rutgers leaves the yeah, I was I was thinking about Rutgers when I when that came out. <laughs> you know, why was why did Maryland leave the Big Ten? I'm sorry, why did Maryland leave the ACC? Because Maryland was in the was in the red mm -hmm. and they could see themselves making more money. Same yeah. thing with Nebraska, you know what I'm saying? Even these big schools are leaving these damn conferences making money to go to conferences making more money. Yeah. So, but I, mean, I just don't but I don't see. I, I mean, I, I understand the, the 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 money aspect of it. I I don't see a lot of people being 
thrilled about about that if that was that. Oh, happening. now I've read an article to not to have to sabotage the NFL talk we're talking about, but I've read some articles where a we passed that. We passed that. But I said we already. But alumni of a few black uh, HBCUs that have left, like the MEAC, going to other conferences, are kind of mad because now homecoming ain't what homecoming is because the homecoming is now against some white school. Mm -hmm. They don't have that black school, you know, Dell State or, or yeah, of course, Smith or whatever it is that they're trying to play. Of course, that's that's no longer in play anymore. Yep, but. Can you really fault the presidents and all of these universities to sit there and say, well, me, I can sit there and pay you 500 grand a year for inclusion of all your sports, but they can go to Joe Schmo conference over here. We'll pay you 1.5 million. Again, no, no, I get that because the presidents are in a tough position. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is, is that at the end of the day, if they were to do it, they're going to get a lot of backlash from it because that's just how it is. Like you said, there's people that's going to actually call the, I could see people actually calling to boycott or say, hey, get this president out of here because of what they just did. So I'm not saying that I understand the money aspect of it, but I also understand that there's going to be some backlash for it if they were to do that without question. Yeah, it's it's finances, and I mean, that's just the nature of, you know, college sports. And it's it was very evident with the whole pandemic and what they felt was much more important um, in college football and the money that it brings in and generates was way more important than any, anything else. Yeah. This, just just for a point of, uh, point of clarity or a point of reference, I just pulled it up, A&T announced in February that they're leaving the MEAC to join the Big South starting in 2021. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm very curious to see what A&T alumni and I know we have some of our friends that are A&T alumni, but I'm very curious to see what their take is on that. I'm oh, just curious. Well, they said that one of the reasons why they, they left the MEAC was travel costs. And I think they're saying that some of the schools in the Big South are closer to them as opposed to going to Delaware State or Morgan or Coppin. And I think I, I, I think stuff like this probably deserves another uh, another hour of talk. <laughs> I, I think you're right. I think you're right because I think that this is going to be some type of talk where we're going to have to definitely talk more about this, especially with the HBCUs. I think um, that's when we need to get our boy in here who don't like black quarterbacks. You know? I'm about to say, maybe bring yeah. someone who is a, um, you know, some more people from um, alumni of yes. um, historically black colleges to kind of weigh in on their perspective. Yes, because I'm very curious to hear what they have to say. And like you said, we could definitely talk more about this. Um, mm -hmm. We should do a special event for the HBCUs and where right. that's going from a sports perspective. Um, but we'll work on that. Um, so let's do that because the hour is far spent. Um, we have, a, it is, um, I mean, <laughs> we already talked about a lot. Um, so without any further ado, let folks know where they can reach you guys at. Uh, you can reach me at Twitter, Snap, Snapchat, and the gram, J.E. Ross, the number seven. And I already told you, you can find me on May the second. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to see your brother, see me. But if you if you don't find me there, because I do got to sleep, you can find me on Twitter at CatDaddy1963. That's CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. But wait, 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 what state? <laughs> don't matter. <laughs> All right, fine. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> I am Al Qualls. Twitter and Instagram. I am Al Qualls. You can also catch guys talking sports or any podcast. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, FM.com, our anchor. We're all over the place. We're 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 trending. We're trending worldwide. Um, but I like to thank everybody. I'm sorry, you got something to say? We're all over the place. I'm telling you, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, but I like to thank everybody for checking us out. Make sure you subscribe. We're also on YouTube. Catch our previous clips there as well. Um, 
catch all of a guys talking sports um make sure you subscribe make sure you subscribe to all the podcasts that you you have the, the current podcast that you have we appreciate all the love and support out there we really do um again like thank you guys for checking out guys talking sports and until next time if you're out there early make sure you stay and the on and vote um don't just leave because of a long line or anything like that make sure you stay there make sure you get your vote in across if you did the early voting make sure because our votes matter and continue the progress because i'm hearing that we're doing great when the voting polls come um, a lot of people is in lines a lot of people are staying for hours um, continue to do that make sure your vote counts um, all those people that said that they're not voting you're dumb um, just bottom line i'm just letting you know that right now because you're not if you choose not to vote I don't have nothing else to say about you. Make sure you go and vote. It's, it's important. It's vital, um, especially in 2020. Make sure you vote and catch us again until next time. You guys take care. God bless. Have a good one. Stay safe. Wear your mask. All that. All that. Make sure you stay protected. You know, make sure there's no raw going on around here. So make sure you do what you got to do and wear a mask. God bless. Have a good one.